This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, welcome along. What a week it's been. Uh, we're going to get some insight into, uh, obviously, what has gone on. Welcome to Shrimp Nat, the podcast of the Shrimps Trust, uh, on behalf of Morecambe FC. Uh, joining us, uh, we've got our usual guests, uh, down with the young ones, um, <laughs> our youth correspondent, Joel, welcome along. Thanks, Fraser. I think one of our guests is actually younger than me, so... Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you if you if you can't see this on YouTube, you you can play guessing games now. <laughs> Certainly not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, our regular boardroom guru and and regular contributor, uh, and the man who is uh, our fixer, uh, Charlie Appleyard. Charlie, great to hear from you again. Evening, freeze. Uh, and also, we're also delighted to talk to our two most recent signings, uh, as many people will already know, uh, who've made a significant impact. In a, a small game at uh, in London last weekend. So welcome along, uh, Jacob Beddow and Trevor Carson. Thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having us. So where do we start? Well, um, there was a little um, a little game took place in North London last Saturday where this uh, this League One team ran uh, ran Spurs pretty close for seventy four minutes. Um, Joel, you were there. Um, we shared a pint before the game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, really, really positive performance. Really, I think you know. I think looking back at last season when we when we had a couple of good cup draws, we had Newcastle, we had Chelsea, and especially the Newcastle game. It was a it was a bit of a humbling seven nil and four nil, and, and while the four nil against Chelsea, we kind of held out pretty steadily. It was, you know, we were pretty much camped inside our own half. It was something like eighty-five percent possession for for Chelsea, which was pretty mental. But th- this time, you know, we we really held our own a lot more. I think, we, you know, we gave them a right go. We had a couple of good moments going forward. And then kind of gets the goal from a corner. <laughs> Suddenly, like, you know, you're thinking, oh my god, this can actually happen. Half time was a uh, was eventful. Lots of fun uh, in the concourses uh, in the, uh, back in the stadium. But yeah, it was a shame not to hold out, but. At the end of the day, you know that's what happens. They've got good quality. They had to bring on Kane and Mora. They, the, the Premier League players, we, they've been keeping the ball and moving us about all game. Legs are going to go, and, and you know cracks will start to appear. And I think that's just what happened in the end. But you know, I think I think what we, what we can say from that is like you know the whole team comes out with their head held really high from that because you know they made Tottenham a Premier League team go all the way and bring on the likes of Kane and Mora to eventually get the win. So. Really happy with the performance. I'm sure we'll talk about more uh, with Jacob and Trevor. I thought they, they were brilliant coming into the side. And O'Connor was brilliant as well. So, yeah, really positive performance. And hopefully it bodes well for the rest of the season. Um, so, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start with uh, Jacob. Uh, Jacob, you made your debut. Uh, that's really been thrown in at the deep end. And, uh, and I suppose uh, the, <laughs> uh, the, the one stat that you could point to was that it was 1-0 when you went off, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it was obviously like a great experience um, for that to be my first game um, down at Tottenham in that stadium with all the fans. So, um, 
yeah, it was a really good experience. And um, I think it was just kind of my fitness levels. I started to tire a little bit in the second half. So um, the, the gaffer kind of thought it's probably best to get fresh legs on at that point, which is probably, probably the best thing to do because those Premier League players are so fit. They can keep going and going and going like they did. Um, and I think we just got a little bit tired towards the end. Um, so, yeah. It was quite funny with Jacob, but I thought he was right. I was in on the halfway line. Jacob was going for an energy energy gel, and uh, everyone was so naturally trying to throw it to him. And it took about five minutes to get there, and he had it. And the gaff was like, "Oh, he's <laughs> running yeah. to the ground for six. So he's running so hard. I mean, uh, you know, one thing more can football club fans want is people to try hard and and, and play hard. And you definitely did that, mate. Really, really impressive. And uh, I'm not surprised you were knackered. It was a big pitch and. Uh, yeah, thanks. I think it was, uh, I went on a, a little run, like midway through the second half. And uh, I can't remember who tackled me. I think it might be Ndombele tackled me on the halfway line. I was like, oh, I've got to get all the way back in now. My legs were going. But yeah, it was a, it was a good experience and a good game. That was, uh, that was actually, they actually featured that little run on match of the day, didn't they? Which was good. So I was quite happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did see it to be fair. Um, and uh, I think we, uh, as a team, we kind of did ourselves proud in, in the performance we gave. I'll come to Trev now. Um, Trev, um, a lot more experienced and played in some massive games, both for clubs and Northern Ireland and obviously Scottish Cups, etc., etc. But it's still quite exciting to go to a brand new stadium and play in the third round of the FA Cup, surely. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like most of the boys, it was my first time being at uh, Tottenham's new stadium, and uh, you know, for that to be your first game, it's you know, you say chucked in at the deep end, but you know, I seen it as the opposite. You know, it's a perfect game to go in. There's no pressure really on you. You've got you know, it's you know, occasion like that for players like us playing in you know League One. It's you know, maybe not get the chance to play the stadium like that again. So you know, it was all about taking it in and enjoying the experience, but at the same time, you know. I think more so at half time when we come in one nil up, it's like, you know, we're you know, we're not here to make up the numbers. We've got a great chance to, you know, have a go. And you look back and there is a sense of frustration, which sounds crazy, you know, coming away from Spurs and you're frustrated and but, you know, the goals were all preventable and you know, what you look back and you think, what if? And you know, we probably would have went down and folk folklore, you know, more players if I had to come away with the one nil win but listen there's so many positives and you know personally as well to get you know a first game in in a while and you know bet him the team and you know I was expecting to be a lot more busier than what it was and the lads in front of me were exceptional you know to a man the stuff to their jobs and uh, you know all around I think it's a team you know we've done the done the club and the you know the town proud. Very much so. Um, from a supporter's point of view, and Joel, Joel and myself met up before the game uh, just to share uh, a shandy, honest. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, it was a fantastic atmosphere, both before, during and after, wasn't it, Joel? Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. You know, I, <coughs> for me, so I, I come into the stadium and, and there's loads of singing everywhere. And, you know, the little pint machines that do the pint up from the bottom. That was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was just such a good atmosphere, but you in good spirits. I think it helps the the, the previous result against Doncaster uh, kind of set things up nicely for that. And then uh, yeah, from there it was just just really good. And then just seeing the 
the players bed in and, and the whole team just dig in so well in the first half and take the lead into half time. It, it really was an absolutely brilliant atmosphere. And I think it was quite nice to have the safe standing as well because yeah, I agree. Just, just being able to, you know, does give you that chance to kind of create that atmosphere a bit better. And then looking back at the videos of the goal going in, I listened, I listened to the Football Clichés podcast. They, uh, they played the, the, the raw from the, uh, the goal going in because they thought it was such a good one. So, you know, amazing atmosphere, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a day I won't be forgetting. And Charlie, you, you, you were obviously, uh, as you said, uh, sat in the director's box at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got a, a completely different experience uh, to the one that we got behind the goal, but one is just as... Uh, probably not as good. Not as good, really. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. Um, so something I would add to, to Trevor and Jacob is we, we get to the third third round of the FA Cup every year now. We play Premier League every year, so stick with us. Yeah. We, we, two years in a row, we're going to play four or five. Um, and but, uh, and um, you are under pressure now because you played so well in your first game. You've got, we've got a big game on Saturday, so you've got to play that every game now. So set the bar high. Yeah. But I think the replay thing was a big... I've heard, I've heard a few people talking about it. I think we had 12 minutes to go when we had a replay after 90 minutes. It would have seemed a bit... It, would have, it might have seemed a bit more possible. But if they knew they were going to be run around by Moore and Skip for, for another 30 minutes, I think it was, it, was, it was a bit unsustainable, I think, because um, everyone had tried so hard. Ryan McLaughlin was absolutely gutted at full time. I don't know if you saw it, but he, went, he, he, he was walking and, and Dern was like, go, go on, go on. Yes. But, you know, he, 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 he tried so hard for so long. And then Muro, one of the best forwards in the world, just was, it was fresh legs. Just, you know, you, you can't blame yourself for that. He, tra- he tried his heart out, you know? No, um, you can't blame anybody for any, any of no, them. No, no. One of them things. He, he, he was magnificent. And, uh, you know, he's been playing, right, he's been playing centre-back for the last five or six games. He's, he's not even centre-back. He's, he's doing fantastic. Yeah, but, I, um, thought, you know, I great, thought yeah, he was really angry. Yeah. yeah, he was, you know, speaking to him after the game, he was obviously devastated. And But as you rightly said, you know, he was outstanding the whole game. And uh, um, and me as well, you know, like I was very disappointed with the first goal. And it's, you know, for for maybe a half an hour or after the game, it was, you know, I was down and I was thinking if I'd had no one in, would we held on a bit longer? And it's just not, I think, that's the type of dressing room we've got already. I've sensed that, you know, it's just a bunch of good, honest lads. And yeah. you know, we both sort of knew that, you know, we could have done better. I think every goal was preventable, but every goal doesn't come from just one mistake. There's one, two, three mistakes maybe leading up to it. So, you know, it's a t- you win as a team, you lose as a team. And, you know, trust me, all the lads got around Ryan and, you know, he's definitely ready for the weekend again. I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody believes that Harry Winks meant that to go in. That was you a didn't cross. mean it. It was a cross. <laughs> I reckon you can dissect it as much. You know, I've watched it numerous times back, and I, I know what went wrong in my head at the time. I, you know, there was a couple of balls in the game where I thought maybe I could have came. Maybe there was a corner first half. I thought I should have been out for that. So it was in my head. Second half going out. You know, I'm going to come and threaten it. So it was on the front foot. Maybe just a bit too much. I took that bit of an aggressive step and you know maybe at league one level you get off you know because it doesn't come in with the same pace or quality and you maybe get have time to adjust but you know by the time I sorted my feet out and tried to get a step back you know it was in the back of the head but listen these things happen I haven't you know played haven't played near enough football as, as much football as I would like to but you know I'll, I'll learn massively from that even going into Saturday and uh, you know I put it down to you know not playing every week and just 
you know, a little bit of maybe overconfidence or over eagerness to go and affect things and come and deal with balls, yeah. So moving on, um, we're looking at looking at the whole picture, uh, and I'll come to Charlie again here. Um, Forty thousand people there, which is a fan, are the largest crowd that Morecambe have ever played in front of. Just about two hundred and fifty more than was at Wembley when we won the playoffs in two thousand and seven yeah. to get into the football league. Yeah. Um, it, you know, we've done ourselves proud. The fans turned up in force, um, and. That that money is going to be a lifesaver for us, isn't it, Charlie? Certainly is, you know. And uh, you know, we're building the positivity. We had, we had a bit of a bad run of form, obviously. Crew game was a low. Half time at Doncaster was a low. <laughs> if you know, lads, but we were, we were losing three 0 at half time game before you came along and won four three. And that's the momentum oh. builder, spurred yeah. momentum builder. Everyone's feeling good about Saturday, and uh, you know we have you know people we have we have needed reinforcements. We did bring you know. A lot of players in very, very quickly. A lot of worked out and did fantastic. Some haven't worked out as well as want them to, but you know, we're open about that. And you guys, I, 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 I'm not going to say this because you're on. The biggest positive for me was having you guys play so, play so well and give us, give us a lot of hope for the second half of the season. Because, um, you know, we've just hopefully got to, we've got to get four or five more points. See, I had a meeting with Stephen last week, half yearly review. He was right, we're about five or six points less than we thought it would be. Make that up. By, by winning the games we've lost by the odd goal, which you guys can help us with and some other reinforcements, hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll be all right. And I, th- I think everyone does believe that, you know, and, and we're, all, we're all behind everyone in the club, aren't we, boys? I think, um, from a personal point of view, obviously, get, get, seeing the team announced at, at sort of like five past one, uh, and I was stood with Joel at the time when you read the team out, and I was like, wow, they've gone with Jacob and they've gone with Trevor. Fair enough. But then to actually see uh, both of you there, you look like you've played alongside Anthony O'Connor all your life, Jacob. And you look like... The one thing that I did notice, and this is again from the pair of you, you did a lot of talking, Jacob, and Trevor, you never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's one thing when the gaffer brought... Well, I know myself personally anyway, he did say, you know, maybe the team is lacking a little bit of, you know, leadership and... You know, so, you know, he wanted a bit more, you know, someone, people who talk and experience. So, you know, whenever the gaffer puts that sort of, not pressure on you, but you feel obliged to maybe overcompensate. So, uh, yeah, the lads will be sick of my voice by the end of the season, trust me. (laughs) And what about Yeah, I just think, I just think, um, like, going into the weekend, it was always going to be tough and we were always going to have to communicate and, and kind of take control especially with the gaffer not being there. There's a kind of, once you're over that white line, you've got to take responsibility uh, for, for what you do and what the team does. So I think um, everyone on the weekend was, was so sharp and on it. And uh, I think it went, it went all right, especially first half. So I think everyone was kind of talking and communicating and, and leading, which is probably what we need going into the rest of the season. Yeah, Defo, and I think you're right. The the gaffer has said that obviously we have, we uh, you know he want he wants he came on here and said he wants he's not bothered about who the captain is. He wants four or five leaders on the pitch. So if you've both come in to sort of play that role, then that's exactly what we're looking for, really, because uh, it's as you can appreciate where we are in the league. It's been we had a really good start, but it's been a really really difficult 
Uh, we had an unfortunate defeat at Wickham when we lost 4-3 after getting back to 3-all at Wickham. Uh, and since then, it's been just about um, just about survival, really, because we lost a bit of form and lost a lot of confidence. And I know I'm not saying anything that nobody else would say there, am I, Joel? Yeah, that, that does... <coughs> I mean, sorry, uh, that does seem to have been a bit of a turning point, that Wickham game, but, you know... Been a bit, a bit, been a bit of a tricky couple of months since then, but you know we've got to January. Uh, we still picked up a couple of good results. Obviously, that that one at Doncaster being the, the kind of highlight of that, and then we've got a couple of reinforcements in, in Jacob and Trevor. So hopefully, we can kick on from there and you know continue to keep kind of keep on this little positive kind of little run of I don't know form you you could say after the, kind of the second half of the Doncaster game and the Spurs game, but you know take a bit of that positive momentum and keep going with it all. And there's no new signing, but John Abeek is basically like a new signing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. pretty much, yeah. He's injured, he's Absolutely. not played, he's only just started playing, so it's almost like a, a, a January transfer window signing, even though he's only been, he's been with us all season. Yeah, and he, he's another one, uh, he's another one who, the, the longer he plays, the better he's going to get, a bit like, obviously, Jacob, that you get more 90 minutes under your belt, uh, and obviously you become sort of match-hardened, don't you? Yeah, obviously the start of this, um, for the first half of this season, I was at Burnley kind of playing 23s and a few, the odd reserve game in the week. So um haven't quite got that, uh, those minutes under my belt like some of the other guys have, so they can really go for 90, like, uh, and on the weekend kind of was solid for 90 minutes of the match. And um, I think as the next couple of weeks, I'll get those minutes in. and. Um, my fitness will obviously get better. I don't think it's fitness. I think it's more like match fitness, if you know what I mean. Like just those minutes, those 90 minutes consecutively. So, yeah. And I suppose the mental side of it as well, being switched on for 90 plus five or whatever it needs to be, because it's a different set of challenges when you're actually playing for points, isn't it? Um, yeah, of course. I think um, like going into Saturday, there's obviously a lot more pressure to go and get a result there we want to climb up the table um so we kind of have to almost be even more on it than we were on the weekend because it's the league that that we want to stay in and the league that that really matters and uh, trevor it's a pretty similar story with you and obviously that um i know that we were keen to sign you permanently but uh dundee united were keen to keep you uh, so we've managed to get you on loan, but you, it was important for you to get to get playing and get minutes again, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been personally a really stop start season for me. You know, I got in the Dundee United team maybe a month into the season. The, the lad got injured and then, you know, I played four or five games. I played for McCunty and I was feeling really good, playing well. But, you know, he came back from injury and, you know, the manager decided to put him straight back in. So that was a bit of a, you know... A kick and then you, you you know what so that was like sort of and I haven't played again since except a week before Christmas there was a COVID outbreak so you know I went to Ibrox and we played away to Rangers so I played in that you know it's it just gave me a taste for it again I was like you know sometimes you can get your comfort zone a little bit when you're not playing every week and you know not comfort zone but you just lose your edge a little bit and, you know I just felt that creeping into me and then that Rangers game sort of gave me the taste for it again I was like you know, I've got still so much to offer. I need to be playing every week. I'm not a, a number two goalkeeper. You know, I'd rather go and play non-league every week than sit on the bench in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, I just spoke to the manager and up at Dundee United and just had a good, honest chat. And 
you know, I just need to get out and play football and for the sake of my career, but for the sake of, you know, you know, my mental well-being as well, just to play every week, just to get that, you know, you know, I've been used to being a number one for maybe 10, 11 years, wherever I've been. So you, when you get that taken away from me, you sort of, you know, I find it hard to adjust. So, you know, I just need to get out and play. And thankfully, you know, the gaffer here has given me the opportunity. So hopefully I can repay him. So uh, did, did, did Robbo identify you? Or, I mean, he knows you from the past anyway. So did he come calling or, or was it just a, a general inquiry or what? Um, you know, football, a lot of it is about who you know and what you know. It's, you know, once I spoke to Dundee United and they were, you know, sort of willing to let me go out and get some games. You know, Robbo was the first person I reached out to. You know, it ticks a lot of boxes for me in terms of location. My family's in, you know, Barnard Castle, which is only an hour up the motorway from Morgan and yeah. You know, so I just reached out sort of more, you know, on hope because I knew you had, you know, more of a two, two keepers here. And uh, so it was sort of more on hope and uh, an expectation. But, you know, thankfully for me, you know, it's it, it's come off. And as I say, you know, I owe, owe the manager a lot, you know, for the faith he's shown in me. And, uh, you know, I think he's worked with me long enough to know that I'll, you know, I'll do nothing but, you know, work, work my hours off for him. So, you know. Let's see what the next few months bring. Hopefully, uh, you can uh, repay his faith. Well, I sincerely hope so. Anyway, no, definitely. And what about you, Jacob? How, how did the uh, how did this loan move come away from Burnley, and, and you ended up at Morecambe? Um, it was one that I'd been going for a while. I think in the summer, uh, my agent said uh, Morecambe were interested in bringing me in on loan. Uh, then, um, so I always remembered it. So I've always watched kind of. Uh, Morecambe's results and how they've been doing because um, for me personally I don't want to be playing 23s and almost too old for that now I want to be out playing football um, like I was last year so um, when they came when when the kind of manager texted my agent or rang my agent uh, towards the end of December um, it was kind of something I, I really wanted to go for as well I think for all the parties involved it was kind of just like the right fit and that, that's um, obviously you were out on loan at, at Scunthorpe uh, last season, was it? Is that right? Um, I was there for I was there permanent. To be fair, I was there for two two and a half years. Right. Um, yes, you had a long a long time at Scunthorpe. Uh, scored an own goal at, at the Mazuma. <laughs> actually, that wasn't actually me that scored it. Was it not? It went, that was yours. It went, it went down as mine, but it was actually uh, another player. But it, it went down as mine. So you can, now you can I've got name no... names. We're not Scunthorpe fans. You can name names. <laughs> I, I think it was from a corner and it came off uh, George Taft. It was Tafty. Oh. I think so. Oh, it wasn't. Given... <laughs> I was going to say they should have just given it to Lavelle, shouldn't they? Everybody's yeah. happy then, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We could have had it as a goal. But obviously, uh, Scunthorpe were going. We're we're, uh, we're, we're doing okay. Uh, doing okay for a time and obviously you must have been part of that so were you surprised when Burnley came back in and said yeah we'll we'll uh, we'll take you on um I, I wouldn't say surprised I was obviously really happy because I think I wanted to move on from Scunthorpe in the summer um I didn't want to stay there because I think um there was just a few things in the club going going on that that weren't weren't exactly great. I think going to Morecambe is, is how a lower league club should be run. 
you've got a manager who's passionate, you've got like backing from the board and stuff like that. Um, so I knew it was time to move on. I didn't think it'd be a, a Burnley coming in, um, but they kind of wanted to, they'd seen I played a lot of games, um, had a lot of experience for my age. So they kind of said, yeah, come in and, and train and that for, for six months. So they didn't want me to go on loan in the summer. But they said then in, in January, reevaluate and, and see where we are. And obviously when Morecambe came in, uh, League One's obviously a, a really good standard, especially with some of the teams in there this year. So it's going to be really good competitive matches for me. So I'm just looking forward to, to getting into them, yeah. And uh, you've got you've got some good company in Burnley. Obviously, uh, Adam Phillips is on loan. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you know, but we managed to pinch Ryan Cooney off him as well in the summer, which was a big surprise for all of us because we thought we were trying to get him back on loan. So uh, Burnley have actually been, you know, A, quite good to us, and B, the lads we've had have been very successful. So fingers crossed you can carry that on. Yeah, I think um, obviously Philo and, and Cooney speak really highly of, spoke really highly of Morecambe when I've asked them. Um, and I knew Cooney from when he was at Berry yeah. way back. We both started out there. Um, so, yeah, the two good players. And um, I think there's obviously quite a good connection between Burnley and Morecambe. So, yeah. Long may it continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> so, uh, coming, coming to Trevor now, um, obviously, you've done, you've done quite a lot. You've, been, you've moved around quite a lot, haven't you, Trev? Oh, yeah, I've been up and down, up and down the, the country. And, uh, yeah, I guess that was... You know, not getting too deep into my personal life, but you know, in terms of you know, my kids are at an age now where you know I don't think it's for them moving them all about the country anymore, and mm. um, you know, so we've got our base down in Barnard Castle now, which, as I say, is only an hour down the road to Morecambe. So it's you know, so football sort of going to work around family life now, you know, because for too long it's been the opposite way around, and. Uh, you know, and I think, that, well, I know just being home now for 10 days, it's, you know, there's a lot to be said for being at home and around your family. And, you know, I've been up at Dundee on my own four or five nights a week and traveling back down to see the family. And, you know, that's definitely played a major part. So, you know, I'm not looking too far beyond, but, you know, it's definitely, you know, if something could happen beyond this six months, but, you know, hope that the sort of the balls in my court in terms of coming and, and pressing and then you know we'll cross that bridge when it comes so um when you were setting off from dundee were you saying were you going for an app just to test your eyes when you were going to barnard castle <laughs> <laughs> well no i didn't get stopped thankfully but that was going to be my excuse yeah <laughs> sorry I, I when you said barnard castle i had to get that one in obviously oh definitely i know it's, uh... <laughs> it had to be done yeah, you see people coming. They get this every time you drive past the sign. The Bonnard, there's people getting tourists getting their picture taken on the <laughs> Yeah, it didn't help. It didn't help us when we were trying to buy a house here, but three, four months ago, I think the house prices have just skyrocketed since <laughs> yeah. genuinely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there must be a really good optometrist there, from what I hear. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, <think> so. <laughs> so, um, I'll I'll now pass you on to our. Uh, our investigator here in Joel, who we always have some good questions for the pair of you, I hope. Yeah, go on. I'll start with Trevor then. Uh, obviously, uh, earlier in your career, you've had, you've had a couple of relegations with Hartlepool and Cheltenham, but I think... Cheers, it's... Cheers for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But I've got a caveat, because obviously at both clubs, you, you won Player of the Year. So I think 
Oh, he's rescued that. He's rescued Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've come prepared, don't worry. I've played, played a little backup good captain at the moment there, haven't I? And you obviously uh, get the move to Motherwell from Hartlepool. But uh, obviously, having gone through these experiences and, and now coming into a relegation fight here, what, what, what do you kind of think you've learned from those two experiences? The big thing, not even coming into a relegation fight here, I think after especially the Hartlepool one, you know, I've taken it in. Even when I went to Motherwell, I think my whole mindset changed in terms of just football is that much of a roller coaster. You can't get too high when things are going good or you can't get too low. But, you know, when things are going bad, you know, you just have to find that consistency because, you know, when you're doing well, it's got a habit of biting you in the ball. You know, when you're, you know, when you're doing bad, it's so easily, you know, you see, I've seen it in change rooms, especially the two, two relegations I had, you know, look, looking back, you know, we let it creep into the change room. It was a miserable place to be around. It was, you know, we went through four or five different managers in the, the season. It, the same, the two relegations I had were carbon copy of each other. You know, I think we went through three or four different managers, the most players in the league. You know, we just didn't have that consistency. And, uh, you know, I think when I come in here, you know, at Morton, hopefully I can pass that on that, you know, Yes, we do. You know, it's a massive game on Saturday. We all want to win it. We all believe we're going to win it. But, you know, if we don't win it, we're not relegated. You know what I mean? So it's important if we come in Monday morning again, you know, it's, you know, you've got a different game. You've got a game on Tuesday and you can't, you know, you can't dwell on the last result. In the same sense, if we win on Saturday, we can't get complacent and, you know, think we've cracked it because, as I say, football's got a habit of, you know, bringing you straight back down the earth. So, I think that's a big thing, you know, just the consistency in terms of mindset and mentality and the same approach to training every day and the same approach to every game. So kind of going to the other end of the scale now, obviously you've been, when you were at Motherwell, you had a couple of uh, really good cup runs to, 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 to finals, which obviously would have been great occasions. So when you kind of go into those big games that, you know, you know, two cup finals that are pretty much some of the biggest you can get around. You know, what, what, how do you kind of handle the pressure of playing in those games? Um, I'm personally, anyway, I've very like I've never had nerves going into a game. You know, even Sunday, you know, Tottenham, like I don't, I'm not, don't get nervous. But in terms of pressure, I guess the only type type of pressure I put myself on is about letting people down. You know, that like that's the only sort of sense but when you're in a cup final with Motherwell like really you're not letting anyone down are you you've, no matter what happens you, you you know you've exceeded expectations already just by being there but you know I look back on both cup finals and you know I wish if anything I had to took it in a bit more you know I don't have much recollection of them it's sort of a blur to me to be honest and uh and I think coming away from them you know even on Sunday I took the stadium in a lot more than what it would have maybe two, three years ago because what I've been through, you know, with my illness and stuff like that, you know, it's football's a short career. So, you know, you got to take these moments in. But um, yeah, but in terms of pressure and stuff, honestly, it's just, I think, you know, for me playing that game on Sunday, it was a perfect first game for me because, you know, it's a beautiful stadium. It's a be- And I feel like I sort of thrive in occasions like that. And, you know, it was similar in the cup finals and, you know, just a great occasion to be part of. So you've touched on it a little bit there, but I was going to ask you about your illness, obviously deep vein thrombosis. It's a, it's a biggie, you know, it's not like a little, a bad leg injury or anything. It's quite a big one. So kind of, 
getting that diagnosis and then kind of taking that in and then having the the long recovery period what what, what was that like going through that experience yeah it was a bit of a you know a bit of a shock obviously at the time it probably didn't hit me until probably after you know the six i was on medication for six months so i couldn't train like couldn't do anything like contact sports so i don't think it was until after you know the six months when i was back training i started getting a bit you know a bit of anxiety and stuff about you know i think it actually hit me the sort of seriousness of what i've been through and i was going back to train i started having you know worrying about but at the time it was just you know i seen it as like i probably didn't see the magnitude of it and how lucky i actually was you know at the t- you know it could have been a lot worse i think we just got it in time and you know if i had been on maybe a day two days later you know it would have been a lot different so you know in that sense it was sort of yeah it was probably just i don't know you just feel you when you not that i'm young but you know at this age you feel invincible there's stuff like that but whenever it actually happens it you know looking back now you know it was very very lucky yeah yeah you got any motivational questions are you going to make him feel really really depressing yeah yeah well i'm slightly marrying out then uh obviously you got a a good relationship with uh stephen robinson so kind of was it your first when he kind of initially took you to Motherwell? Was that the first time you kind of met him? No, I'd been uh, the gaffer had been assistant manager mm-hmm. when on Ireland for a couple of years under Michael O'Neill, and I'd been in a few squads with him, and uh, you know, always liked the way he worked, the intensity he works at, and uh, you know, at Motherwell again, very grateful at the time because we had obviously, as you mentioned, about a hundred times we get relegated in the league to end the national <laughs> league, so. Um, you know, the thought of going and playing National League at the time was a bit, and and uh, to be fair, the gaffer came in, took me up to Motherwell for a massive sum of 10 grand, which he always reminds me of. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, I was delighted to get up there, and, you know, the job he done up there was incredible. Quite similar circumstances to, you know, what we've got at Morecambe in terms of, you know, not the highest budget in the league, but, you know, one thing the gaffer is brilliant at is, you know, trying to be the best at things that you don't need money for, you know, the fittest, you know, the best team spirit, you know, the best organised. And he's always, you know, had that mindset at Motherwell and, you know, we always went above and beyond. You know, you go into every game, you know, exactly what the opposition are about, you know, exactly what job he wants you to do. And, uh, you know, as I say, when you're at a Morton playing in League One, you know, probably 90% of the other teams have a higher budget. You know things like that are so important so that's why you know no like i wouldn't have came here if i thought it was doom and gloom and morgan had no chance to stay up you know because personally i don't want another relegation in my cv do you know what i mean but knowing that the gaffer's here and you know i know we're in good hands and i know we've got every opportunity of you know stem this league yeah i, I, I appreciate you 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 answering my uh... <laughs> Questions honestly and openly. Jake, Jacob's now thinking, oh my God, what's he going to ask me? What was going to do? Well, uh, obviously, Jacob, you made your debut at 16, uh, I think it was. So what, what was that like to kind of make your debut at such a, such a young age? Um, yeah, it was obviously quite surreal. Looking back now, I think at the time I didn't really take any of it in. Um, but it was such a great experience at such a young age. Um, I think I played seven games for Berry. Um, I think the first one I came on at half time, uh, we went 2 0 up. 
and then um, we got a man sent off and Millwall came back and beat us 3-2 at our place and all their fans were running on the pitch so I think it was quite a memorable game uh, for my first game yeah so. I think, yeah, I, if, when I was 16, if I'd been in that situation, I'd load the Millwall fans running the pitch. <laughs> oh, God, I would have probably run pretty fast in the opposite direction. Uh, but obviously, I think, I can't remember if it was the end of that first season or the second season, but at quite a young age, you, you get bought by Aston Villa for quite a large price tag. Now, obviously, at that age, is that something that you kind of take notice of, that kind of price tag that they kind of chuck on you? Does that affect you in, in any way? Um, no, it didn't affect me, to be honest. Um, it was in the January uh, 2017, I think, um, when I went to Villa. And um, obviously, I was really, like, delighted and happy. And I thought, like, I'm going to be a superstar now, do you know what I mean? But I still worked hard um, and still kind of kept going and going. But I think at Villa, at the time, uh, they were in the championship, so they were bringing in any sort of player to try and get them back to the Premier League. I think we had like, when I was there, maybe like 11 or 12 centre-halves in the first team. So it was one of those where, is there is there a pathway here? Probably not. So I, I made the de- decision to go to Scunthorpe. So obviously going to Scunthorpe and from Villa and then obviously going to Burnley afterwards, you've had quite a bit of a fair share of under-23s football, but also kind of, men's football down the lower leagues. What, what would you say the kind of make the main differences for, for you as, as a defender in, the, in, in those situations? Um, I think 23s football, everything's a little bit more on the floor. Um, and obviously I'm in a 23s game, I'm a lot more, I'm probably the biggest player on the pitch. Whereas in a, a League 2 game, you've got some giants. Like every every other week, you've got six foot five striker to try and deal with. Um, so, and, and obviously in League Two, the, the football is a lot more direct. Um, so I think there's challenges with both sides. Um, but I'd probably say league football is a lot more <clears throat> like hard-hitting and strenuous on a, on a player, which is probably why it's better to play at a young age. How does it so, feel yeah. to not play for a team that wears claret and blue? <laughs> I'm quite happy, to be fair. I, I was a bit sick of claret and blue, so... And I think red, 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 the red kit and then the black away kit is really nice. So I'm, I'm looking forward to putting that one on. To be fair, is that how the club was sold to you? We've got, we're not Clarence, <laughs> we've got a really nice black away kit. Yeah. <laughs> so once, uh, once the manager said that, I was, I was all in. Yeah. <laughs> sold. And just finally, obviously, going into Spurs on Sunday, and I suppose this kind of extends to Trevor as well. Like. You are just with a, obviously you've seen him in training, but not not for too many days beforehand. So does that how, how do you kind of bed yourself in in with 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 a group of people in the defence kind of that quickly? Um, I, I don't think it was too hard to be fair. I think um, we did a lot of work in the week um, about how we were going to play and that, and um, with people like Ant in the team, and obviously Trevor's got so much experience and I played with Greg before I know Cooney um so I didn't feel like I didn't know the players I was playing with um so it was quite a quite an easy fit I think I suppose in your perspective Trev have, 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 have you played with any of the other players before um I've played with Ryan McLaughlin at the national level but uh you know the other lads know but you know I can only echo what 
Jacob's helping Pond, it's to me it just seemed, you know, the seamless transition and uh you know maybe a game like Spurs away is probably maybe the perfect game if you're bringing two new players in there back five, back six, it's probably you know, because you're playing a lot tighter together and you know the spaces aren't as big and um you know you're probably that focus is probably 10, 20 times higher than what it would be, for example, you, you know, if it was a league game, but because you've got that defensive mindset, you've got, you know, you're going to Spurs, you're going to be sat in. So as a back five, back six, I think probably was a perfect game. And uh, to me, it didn't seem any, you know, as Jacob said, we've done a lot of defensive work leading up to the game. So, you know, them three, four days working together, you know, I definitely felt confident going into the game that, you know, there wouldn't be an issue. No, that's great. Thanks very much, guys. Very interesting. No worries. Thanks, Joe. Just, just as an aside, um, and this is <laughs> something that I, I, yeah, I look back at the goals we've scored. We're never going to score from a corner ever again because that corner's worked three times now, and uh, and because it was on national team, it was on it was on match of the day. It's been repeated on every national news, and I'm like, oh, God, we'll never. Chelsea did it last night. Uh, what? Yeah. Chelsea copied our move last night. They did, yeah. They did. It was Rudiger on Tanganga. It was Rudiger on Tanganga again, yeah. But but we have we've got exactly the same corner where everybody runs to the front post and somebody runs just beyond the penalty spot and it's worked every single yeah. time. So that's that knackered now. So we'll to, we'll especially since you've just explained it on the podcast. I know, but, but it's all right because only more can people listen to this. And if Robbo and Dermot listen because they're usually on it. Trevor and Jeppe can tell them anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, we'll mix it up for the weekend. We'll mix it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you watch. We'll do it again. We'll do it again and it'll work. <laughs> oh, hopefully, yeah. Silly old Wimbledon. So, uh, talk, us, talk us through it, Charlie. Your, your day, I tried to ask you this before, but you ignored the, you ignored the answer. Um, obviously, who did you sit next to and what was your treatment like at, at Spurs on Saturday? So, it's Arnie on one side, Graham House on the other. He was crying most of the match. And uh, the next double bomb was, was Mr. Levy. And uh, he, he, uh, so he had a first light thunder for 74 minutes. He wasn't that. happy at all, but uh, I think he was happy when the uh, the uh, magical trio were lined up. And uh, I think James took a really good photo. A lot of people have uh, stolen on social media of the three guys coming on, but uh, he wasn't particularly happy. Or uh, They were very welcoming. We had a nice time, but uh, there was no uh, gravy with all pies in the, in the director's box. It was very disappointing. So oh. I'd so much rather be in the... Uh, but there the uh, were... Was the mushy peas? There was mushy peas, yeah, which is interesting. Mushy peas with what? Fish and chips. Oh, right. Oh, I'll let you off then. Yeah. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Because when you... Yeah. Like, I saw your tweet that said no pies, and but we, we had mushy peas, and I was thinking... Exactly. Can't, can't get them all free, but it was, it was a really good day. But, uh, you know, just looking at the, uh, the, the concourse singing of Top Don't Get Battered Over the Go, every single fan singing, it was uh, really good. Um, I've, got, I've got a minute and about a minute and 20 seconds of that because I, I just went and I thought I'll, I, a couple of my mates said, Are you coming for a beer? And I said, No, because I'll end up going to the loo second half. So I'll go to the loo now. And I ended up. You'd be good on Sunday, right? On Saturday, big game, Wimbledon. I've got, um, I've got 34 junior away fans coming from Arnie's football team. Oh, brilliant. In the, in the away end. I was seeing in the away end, singing Tottenham Get Battered over the game, which would be good. And. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no prawn sandwiches for me on Saturday. No, good lad. Well, enjoy it. So, uh, we'll, we'll, strangely, I'll move on now to uh, chatting about, um, you know, we've got the Wombles on Saturday. Um, obviously, Jacob's been keeping an eye on results. I don't expect that Trevor has before he's arrived, but 
Uh, we had a right ding dong do with uh, Wimbledon at home. Four three, wasn't it? Four four three. Uh, it went. It could have gone either way. It was a fantastic game, uh, but they scored with an absolute tremendous volley from out edge of the D uh, that f- absolutely flew in the top corner, uh, and they had about two hundred and fifty fans there and went mental. But at the time, uh, it was it was just a typical League One game, wasn't it, Joel? For us, because it was all everybody. We had a goal. They had a goal. Yeah, I mean, their winner wasn't even the best goal of the game, actually, was no, it? it wasn't. We had a Stockton scoring what we thought would be goal of the season, but actually isn't going to be goal of the season after what he did at Fleetwood. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that game was, was really hectic. I, I just, <laughs> it was, what was it? It was 1 0, 1 1, 2 1, 2 2, 3 2 to us, then ended 4 3 to them. It was just yeah. all over the place. So ho- hopefully, like a, hopefully, it'll be a, a bit easier on the heart this one because. Uh, <laughs> After Doncast, I'm not sure how much more I can take. <laughs> no, true enough. But looking at the challenges, uh, Wimbledon surprised us that day because they they had uh, they had some really good combative midfielders and some uh, quite a lot of pace up front where we were expecting perhaps a little bit more direct, weren't we? Yeah, I, th- I think they kind of combined the two quite nicely. Uh, you know, they, they knocked it around a little bit, but then they could hit it long up to Ollie Palmer. I think it was. Yeah, and they, they pressed quite hard. Yeah. Got a couple of good wingers. I think the, the lad who scored the winner was good. I think there was, I can't remember what he's called, the lad who set up the second or third goal uh, when he crossed it, beat a couple of players. You know, they've got some good players, but they have been a bit of a slump recently. I think, you know, they're right in the mix with us. If we beat them, we go ahead of them on points in the table. So, you know, there's opportunities there. It's just, you know, we'll just have to see how, how it goes against them, really. But, you know, I think with, with Jacob and Trevor, and, you know, I'm feeling more confident than previous. Yeah, I think um, I think probably you've set yourself up there, guys, because you came to us uh, before the, <laughs> the biggest game of the season and for 74 minutes playing out of your skins and all of a sudden people's expectations are rising. So uh, how are you going to meet that? Oh, that's our job, isn't it? So <laughs> I'd rather that than to think we're hopeless. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. Good point. Didn't think of it yeah. like that. See, I was trying to be positive. But there you go. <laughs> Uh, and then following on from that, uh, we've got Wigan Athletic at home now. Uh, Wigan Athletic are very much similar to ourselves, signed a load of players at the start of the season uh, after a takeover where they have got plenty of money. Um, and they've made some really quality signings. They've played really well all season. Um, that's that's going to be a toughie, isn't it, Joel? Yeah, they just signed Josh McGuinness earlier today. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough game, but, you know, that that's part of the joy of playing in this league. At the end of the day, they are tough games, but you, you want to play against these kind of bigger sides, and we've got you know, bringing these good players in and test yourself against them, and, and you know cause a few upsets. You know, we had Sheffield Wednesday earlier in the season. You know, when they have Barry Bannon and, and people like that. So, you know, you, that's the joy of being in this league, testing yourself against these teams, and hopefully causing a few upsets. Like, hopefully, we, we will be able to do on Tuesday. And uh, so, from a, a team point of view, you two guys have come in. Are we are we concentrating mainly on Wimbledon until Saturday? Because then, obviously, there's not much of a turnaround before we play Wigan Tuesday night. Have we done anything on Wigan yet, or is it just all all Wombles? Go on, Jacob. Um, we just, I think, uh, we're just taking every game as it comes. Um, you can't look too far ahead. I don't think. Um, playing football, we've got to go to Wimbledon and try and get a result on the weekend. And then our, our focus shifts to Wigan on the Tuesday. And the work the manager does, it's all kind of, 
there's specifics about playing against one team, but then there's a general idea and it's that general idea that kind of is the base of how we're going to play anyway. So we're always working on that, I think. So really we're concentrating on the Wombles, which is the answer that we wanted. Um, uh, Charlie, you said you're, you're taking, uh, well, how many was it? 35? 34. Well, there's, we've sold 150 tickets already, so we're going to have probably over... Yeah, we've got pretty much filled it out, yeah, which is great. Yeah. Um, everyone's looking forward to it. We haven't played Wimbledon, in, we've obviously never been in League One before, but they've, they've we've played in League Two. But they've obviously, four or five years ahead of us, aren't they, of surviving in League One, doing a good job on a low budget. Really nice people. Mark Roberts is a great guy when they came up for the, for the original game. Um, and we were travelling back and the train broke down. Um, and there's loads and loads of drunk... Uh, football fans from all over the country getting down to London and um, my Parkinson's medication run out so I was in a bit of trouble and he invited us into their, their carriage to sit with them all the way all the way back oh, yeah, nice. which is really nice of him um, and, and I was with my, my, my four my son's friends who were Wimbledon fans they were loving it but so they're really great people and we want to be them yeah of course we do and uh, just while we're talking about Wimbledon uh, I was reading an article, it was last Friday, I can't remember, it was the Independent Online or it might have been the Tory Graph. Uh, and uh, they, they mentioned, obviously they mentioned Morecambe playing Tottenham. Uh, and they mentioned us as one of two football league teams who've never been relegated. And the other one was Wimbledon FC. Oh, and right. I, start, and I, I started laughing, going, uh, no, hang on, Wimbledon FC have been relegated. And so I started looking and it was like, yeah, they, they claim they've never been relegated, but they also claim they've won the FA Cup. <laughs> so I'm like, well, you can't have it both ways because no. if, if that Wimbledon won the FA Cup, that Wimbledon got relegated. So <laughs> I, do, I just, uh, you know, just, uh, just some strange fact that I came across. It's usually Joel that comes out with these, but there you go. Funny enough, we are, I've actually been discussing this in, in a group chat really? <laughs> about just before the podcast, so... Really? There we go. So you noticed the same thing? Yeah, it was pointed out by a couple of people on the Trimps Trust board. I was like, so, well, yeah. you, can't, you can't have it both ways. But anyway, no. I'll move on. Um, so, Charlie, I'll come back to you. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're hoping there's a bit more work being done on the uh, behind the goals on the Barty card. Is that right? Yeah, the behind the goal. And uh, Martin Ford's doing a great job as head of recruitment. I was on the other week. We've got some... Trying to sign some extra reinforcements as well in the coming days. And... Uh, I, there's a, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Some, some, something, something got signed yesterday for a current squad member. I don't think it's been announced yet. Is I'll it, tell you guys afterwards. Is it Connor Pye because he's just been announced on Twitter? All right, yeah, it's Connor Pye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still, just to set you, set you at ease there. Great name. Obviously, Pye's a fantastic name. Uh, lots of affiliation with that, but he's, he's doing really, really well. So I think we signed a four year contract or three year contract. Oh, that's good. Great. So that's really good to see the, the academy coming work coming through. So all, all the one the, the family, um, Morgan family coming together is working really well. Wish Connor all the best, and uh, hopefully they'll be as good as uh, Trevor and Jacob. I sincerely hope so. Uh, that's that's based on seventy five minutes and ninety minutes. Obviously, we <laughs> we can judge it as you play longer. <laughs> Um, so, have you, got, have you got anything for the for the trust, uh, Joel, or are, are we all quiet on the Western Front? Obviously, they've just announced as uh, coaches to uh, Accrington and Bolton. Is that right? Yeah. So we've still got those going, and obviously just keep keep an eye online for any 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 other trips. We've got a ticket portal as well, which will make things a bit easier. 
Uh, I think obviously we only had a load of schemes over Christmas, uh, so there's a little bit of a, a bit of a, a lull after that. But we've got uh, the calendar coming out, uh, so you can just email in uh, if, you, if you want. To you, Mr. January, or Mr. February, Mr. Fe- oh. <laughs> I know. What do you think? No, yeah, I like the shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think it's probably pictures of players. Call me old-fashioned, but you know. I know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. the final point I would make for you though is that um, what something Trevor said about the. Relegation zones, uh, relegation structures, I mean, it went negative in the dressing room. I think the, for, for the last two games can really get lots of confidence going. And we can think back on those performances and really, really push on and you know, really, really go attack the season as a, as a club, fans, board of directors and everyone together and really look positively. There will be, there will be I'm sure there'll be some bad results along the way, um, but we've just got to keep positive and remember the, what, we, what we're capable of. Yeah, that's remember right. It's Sunday, by the way, it's not Saturday. You'd say Saturday. <laughs> yeah, um, there's, there's going to be bumps in the road. We know that. Uh, but, I mean, generally, most of the fans, other than the, the sort of crew at home, when quite a few people were like, ooh, you know, which is understandable, um, which was a poor performance. But looking at, looking at uh, take heart from the Spurs game, take heart from beating Doncaster 4-3. And obviously, I always try and finish on a positive, take heart from t- taking three points off Wimbledon and hopefully getting something out of the Wigan game. Because you've got to be positive, haven't you, guys? Yeah, 100%. So, thank you very, very much. Uh, welcome to Morecambe FC. Um, you can now go into the dressing rooms tomorrow and say, that's it, I'm no longer a virgin on the podcast because I've <laughs> done my bit. And so it's somebody else's turn next week. Because there are... There are, there are Ryan and other... Jonah have signed up. Yeah, there, there is. Yeah, there's... Jonah. yeah, for next week. And they're both... So you've beaten them to it because they've not been on yet. So you have no. with Ryan and Jonah saying, Oi, get on next week and entertain. <laughs> so thank you very much, Jacob. Thank you, Trevor. Charlie, as ever, brilliant job. Joel, uh, again, thought of questions that I could never think of. Um, keep your fingers crossed for a, a great performance and a, hopefully a positive result down at, at the new Plough Lane, which obviously we haven't mentioned. But that'll be nice to be down there, Charlie. Uh, mm-hmm. And hopefully you've enjoyed this. This has been the Shrimpnet, the Shrimp Stuff podcast. We'll be back next Thursday to speak about those fantastic six points we've earned. Have a good day. <laughs>